2: Tom Bernard Show with
3: Andy Brent Bernard, Mike Molina,
2: Doug Sprinthal, Chris Lindahl, and we will be right back. Kickoff Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. Oh, that's right, it's Doug. I forgot. the, the, the part where, where you Walzer Automotive Group, <laughs> walzer.com.
4: Um, Auto Show is right around the corner. Uh, it starts on March 10th through March 18th this year. It's traditionally the kickoff of the selling season. I will give you some insider advice. If you're in the market for a new car and don't tell Paul or Andrew I said this. Hang on until the 10th of March. Because here's, here's what happens. Man, this is a really weird market in that the auto show is so significant in the Twin Cities. Most other parts of the country, and it happens throughout the calendar year. There's the North Carolina ones in June. It's sort of an also-ran has-been. Here, our business will double over what it was either in January or February. The manufacturers recognize that, and as a result, they pour on special incentives for the auto show. Typically, they'll start on the 10th, and they'll run right through the end of the month. Uh, General Motors tends to run their incentives all year long. You're not going to save an additional billion dollars, but you are going to save hundreds to to a thousand. So if you can hold off buying a new car right now, don't tell anybody I said this, uh, check out the auto show specials, which will pop up uh, about this time, probably a week from Friday on
2: walzer.com. it's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you?
0: And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008.
2: Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. He said in winter
0: 1963, it felt like the world would freeze.
2: With John F. Kennedy And the Beatles Yeah, what are you trying to make me uh, get depressed for about a month? God, I forgot all about this tune. It's a great song. Who is this?
4: Uh, Dream Academy.
2: Dream Academy, there you go. With John F. Kennedy and the Beatles. And people, they do not realize the impact that that had on the world. Uh, And just very quickly running through that. America took over all manufacturing after World War II, because the rest of the world was destroyed. There yeah, wasn't any left. There wasn't anything left, so America took over all of the uh, manufacturing in the world. The Beatles came along, and I have yet to find a person who can tell me even close to a dollar amount in the billions that the Beatles brought back to England because of the whole British invasion they inspired. It changed that. It changed Western Europe forever. I mean, one rock and roll band changed Western Europe forever.
4: Well, and you think about why that was, because, you know, England is not as big a country as the U.S., but you've got all those kids that were born during World War II, maybe a little before, maybe a little after. There's nothing to do. Right, so they all start bands. It's not like that's you know, exactly why it was, too. and that's why music's going to change now because there's so much going on. Gibson guitars is on the verge of going bankrupt. Going bankrupt. It's so depressed. They've been mismanaged for years, but the, the the reality is the guitar market's down about thirty three percent in the last ten years. There aren't you know you don't, why? Well, when we were kids, anybody that wanted to meet a girl tried to learn how to play the guitar. That's true, and the, the rest true. of them played drums. Now, they don't do that anymore. There are some still. I mean, there's always going to be musicians, but it's 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 a, it's a different world. Right? Now they just get a Snapchat account. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Text pictures of other people. Is that really you? Why? Yes, it is. <laughs>
2: yes, it is. You see the muscular build that yeah. I have.
4: It's quite. That's pretty impressive for twelve.
2: <laughs> for twelve <laughs> for years 12. old. it's Very impressive. <laughs> it is very very impressive.
4: I busted my son doing that once. I said, "Dude." Porn stars don't look that. That. Knock it off.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was mortified. The, well, yeah. When Dad says I'm like talking about porn stars, you might get a little mortified by that. Get a little whipped up about hey, he that. He
4: knows who I am.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. You know, it's. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, people think that, that this is the roughest time, and no, we just can't get along. And in the '60s, we could not get along at all. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrendous. Before World War One, before World War Two, the Korean conflict, the yep. Vietnam War, oh, my God, well, that was the 60s. But uh, it's not any worse than it was then.
4: No, I know, and that's why I, I kind of laugh a little bit when people get all twisted about the BLM movement. You know, they're, they have valid points. They're a little unfocused, Black Lives Matter, right, but they'll right. block a highway for two, two hours and people lose yeah, their minds. Yeah, let's not do that. It's like, okay, you should have seen Chicago in 68. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Chicago eight, which became the Chicago seven. Well, people don't. And Andy pointed out to me a couple of days ago, and he's one hundred percent right. And maybe you've done some more uh, research on this, Andy, but uh, school shootings have been going on in this country for ninety to a hundred years. Yeah. People don't know that; they think school in every shootings,
3: country really.
2: Yeah, in every country really. Yeah. That's right. School shootings are nothing new. They really aren't. I think the first one you had you had seen is nineteen twenty seven, Andy uh in
3: america
2: yeah around there yeah 1927 might have been the first one they identified as a school shooting it's, so it's,
3: it's well yeah it's ago. like if someone shot up a school in you know 1850 then who's gonna know
2: yeah nobody would know because so that's yeah. fabulous news so, reporting
3: yeah exactly and you know towns back then something could have happened and no one outside of that town would know for like a year right
4: I can tell you what's different, so, though. While that is true, uh, you know, as growing up in the '60s, like I did, I never heard about it as a kid, and it never occurred to me that somebody would do that, and it was never a fear. And I think if you talk to any kid in America right now, they all know about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they all know they're all about scared it. Now, about yeah, it. that's true.
1: Well, the, the
4: platforms to communicate and
1: to broadcast that news have yeah, changed. That's
2: right. Oh yeah, completely, completely. See, when I was 16 years old, and I could name the guys, but I'm not going to. There was some noise in the hallway at North High School. And a guy came running by. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. And about four or five seconds later, a guy, another student, runs by with a rifle wearing a Nazi helmet. What In North Minneapolis? Wow. In North Minneapolis. Wow. Like, I'm
4: guessing oh, that guy God. isn't on the planet any longer. Uh,
2: probably not. <laughs> I don't think wow. anybody in the family is, to tell you the truth. That, that was one of those families... <laughs> When you get into the, you know, the impoverished areas, entire families get wiped out, and you don't know why. Yep. Mm-hmm. God, I was—I can only use the first name. I can't use the last name because the guy probably still has family. Adolf. But when I, <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, um, when I was going to Saint Joseph's School, there was a kid named John there, and I ran into another guy who had the exact same name, John. Blah blah blah. But again, I, I just. Try to protect this guy's relatives would be good. So John, after he gets out of high school, decides he's going to rent an apartment in a fourplex. So he rents an apartment in a fourplex. (laughs) And this is the kind of people I went to school with. It's unbelievable. So he's in there for a couple of months, said, man, what was all that noise last night, all the sirens in there? What was that all about just down the block? said, yeah, John got in an argument with one of his neighbors. I said, yeah, why did they call the cops? Because he killed everybody in the building. In all four units, he killed everyone in the
3: building. It's like, whoa. whoa." Okay,
2: John, calm down. Dial her back a little. Can you imagine? You have nothing to do with this, but because you live in that building, I'm going to kill you anyway. Wow. I guess he was going to take out all of the uh, witnesses or something. I don't know. God, but how shocking that was back in those days! Oh yeah, he killed everybody in the fourplex. Yeah, okay, whatever. But I told that to the new John I met, and he wouldn't even respond. He just—he looked at me like, "Why did you tell me that?" Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you big baby! Don't be such a baby. So, I, in my opinion, I guess I can close this up by saying, I think America is in a better position it's ever been before. Uh, education is available to everyone at every level. People are treated much better. They're still not treated as well as they should be across the board. Uh, That's including men treating women in a certain way, the different races getting along or whatever. It could be. But it's the best it's ever been, ever. I think you can make
4: an argument for that, and I – I should get off social media. I just can't help myself because, it, you know, I've got yeah. friends that will post about, you know, we've been so divided and blah, blah, blah. I says, okay, when was this time when everything was good? Right. What, what exact yeah, yeah, era it was it. this right. when we all got along and it's peace, love, and harmony? And that's always crickets. I mean,
3: it's... <laughs> Everyone will answer always answer. It was when they were eight years old or so. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> everything was only great eight. back then. That's true, but pick, yeah, A lot you... of people don't... They don't know uh, the difference between them not knowing things were bad and things actually being good.
4: That, I think that's exactly right, Andy. I think you hit it right on the head.
2: No, I think that is absolutely true. At what age did you understand, Andy, that some people loved your dad and other people hated your dad? I bet it was early. How early
3: was that? Yeah, it was. I don't early enough that it. I don't know. Feels like it was always.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> that's as good as it gets. But did you have a hard time figuring that out? So why would they hate him or love him? They don't know him?
3: Not really. I mean, it was part of my life from yeah, I suppose you know, it was just
2: part of your life since
3: right. I was young enough that I still took everything at face value, so I just didn't question it.
2: Yeah, I guess it, but you but you think it was like kindergarten or first grade?
3: Eh, probably around then. God, well, I remember what? you telling oh. me that that was like you know some people you know just don't like your dad and you know that's how it is and I was right. like, okay.
2: One of my favorites of all time, though, was when Alex was in first grade and she said, Dad, all the kids in my class want you to come and say hello to them, they want to meet you in person. I said, first graders? She said, yeah, they really want you to come over and say hello to them. And I said, yeah, I can do that, that's not a problem. That's first graders, so I'm kind of surprised. Maybe they hear the show, you know, mom or dad has on the radio on the way into work. I get there and there's 30 first graders and they all look at me and they get this disappointed look on their face. They thought I was the Menards guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have
4: white hair back then, otherwise you didn't could have pulled have
2: it up. Menards. <laughs> They're like, this is not, Alex, you lied. Your dad's not the menards guy. <laughs> They're all excited to meet that guy with the glasses and, at Menards. I get
4: that every once in a while when I'm out out with my kids because my my last name's unusual. And people say, are you the guy? And you should see my son and daughter. Their eyes start rolling. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, God, here we
2: go again. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's part. Yeah, yeah Sprinthal <laughs> is unusual. Enough to yeah, go, it's going to oh, stand yeah. out. That's true.
4: I'll tell you the funniest story about this, and this was when I was doing stuff with Rosie. Sarah had my wife. Uh, we were having some floors refinished in our house. We'd bought a foreclosed place in '09 in the night of the recession. And this old retired uh, Catholic guy from the church, Sweeney, shows up. And he says, yeah, okay, and I can do this. And he's taking the bid, and finally he looks at her and she says, Sarah, I ask you a question. Is Doug all your husband or your dad or your son? Are you related to him? She goes, yeah, it's my husband. I had a question. Is he kind of a short, fat guy? Because that's what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, well, no, not really. Here, let me show you a picture. And he goes,
2: "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't see that coming at
4: all. <laughs>
2: He's a short, fat guy? Yes. Yes, he is. Thank you for bringing it up. Thanks for asking me if my my husband. Oh, God. So, Sweeney, you did a great job. We love you. There you have it. How long have you had the billboards up?
0: Yeah, so the, speaking of uh, social media and, and negativity,
2: I say, yeah.
1: the billboards are uh, – we put the billboards up about a year and a half ago, and and uh, I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about social media <laughs> over that time. It's unbelievable. You know, it, it the, the comments uh, – the majority of the people, you know – they make the majority of the positive people don't make a lot of noise. It's that yeah. bottom five or ten sure. percent that make all the noise. All the noise, yes. And, and you true. know, it's the tweets. It's you know, I'd love you know, I'd love to you know, it, the, the comments are. I don't even want to repeat half the comments that I get no. now. And it's like, I wish he were dead. I don't want to see another billboard again. I'm so sick of listening to him. <laughs> are it's you kidding? On, oh, you got no. death threats oh. off a billboard? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, hats <laughs> off to you, <laughs> sir. That's yeah, not easy yeah. to do. Every day, I would every day I would say we get ten to fifteen complaints. On the billboards every and, day. Yeah, and I and I and I think about. It, I go. Do you boycott going to get a McMuffin at McDonald's? Do you say I'm not going to go buy a Coke at SA or Holiday? I'm not going to get a car wash. So I think I think the reason is it's a personality on a billboard, whereas most of the other billboards are actual companies. Yeah. yeah, they are. And so they can attribute it to one person.
2: It was a very very weird deal. We every year we go up. <laughs> kidding. When we can, of course, we did this year. We go up to Duluth. Uh, during the Christmas holidays and just spend a little time up there just before Christmas because I, I, I love Duluth, Red Wing. We go all over the state of Minnesota and Wisconsin. You know, a lot of great smaller towns. You know, not small towns, but smaller towns. And this year, we went to the beginning of December, and we're coming back home uh, on 35, and I see this billboard with this guy with his arm sticking on I went, oh, that's interesting. Then I saw it again. And again, and again, <laughs> and I said, who the hell is that guy? Because I don't drive much. You know, I just go from here to my house or here to the station. I literally stay in the city. I just don't drive that much. Right? See, as a
4: retail guy, I'd want to know who the salesman was that signed you up. You magnificent <laughs> bastard you. Yeah,
2: exactly. But it's so weird that, uh, that I noticed the billboards, because you said they were up for about a year and a half.
1: Yeah, they been up for a year and a half. But,
2: but I just saw them last December, the beginning of December, and then Tracy Call calls me one day and said, I want you to meet Chris Lindell." I said, you mean that guy on the billboards?" Yeah. She goes, why don't you like the billboards? He said, no, it's not that. It's just I just really just noticed his name on all the billboards because I don't drive a whole lot. Well, It's kind of a coincidence. Yeah, you, 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 you speak
1: of crazy people. I got this crazy idea to put a, a billboard up on uh, I-95 South and Broad Street outside the Philadelphia Stadium before the Vikings-Eagles came. Oh <laughs> you want to talk about aggravating people I, and then and then i remember I, I landed at the airport the day of the game and i, I took the uber rate right out to the billboard and i stood right in front of it with my arms out and just got things chucked at me by the Eagles wow, fans awesome i-95 south and broad
2: street close enough all right chris i know you got to hit the road so i just want to hear more about where we're headed what we're up to and how people get a hold of you
1: yes yeah, so uh, the Crystalandale team this year, you know, we're with Remax Results. The Christendal team, we're on pace to sell 1,500 houses this year. So thank you, Tom, for the support, and thank you to all the listeners. Uh, it's definitely a seller's market. We've got a strategy. You know, you mentioned the billboards. We have an integrated marketing solution, which really hasn't been done in real estate. Where right. we have every piece of the pie you need to get top dollar for your house. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that supported us. You know, those, that small percentage of people that don't like the billboards, I don't think they realize that all of that traffic we're driving to crystalandale.com means our clients are getting that much more money for their house yeah, absolutely
2: sale. that's very very true well thanks for coming you have to come by more often i'd
1: love to we'll thank you so much for having me
2: yeah Devin sprinthal here's not a bad idea oh uh, thank no, I've you learned
1: a, i've learned a lot about him and, and, <laughs> Wal- and walter.com
2: <laughs> there you go welcome to the club Here we go we'll be back tom bernard show <laughs> this is tom and i've been yeah. telling you how easy it has been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan my goal has been to lose 92.5 pounds well I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and I can't wait to shed those extra unwanted pounds. Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss program. It's just so easy, and they guarantee that you will lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. The team at Nutramost in Plymouth will support you every step of the way on your wellness and weight loss journey. Then, after you hit your goal, Nutramost in Plymouth is there for you with the Nutramost Forever Plan an all-inclusive wellness program that improves and promotes healthy living and choices. Nutrimos has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutrimos Plymouth, located just off Highway 55 and 494. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level System. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Lake Home and Cabin Show at the Convention Center, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or a free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. Show. Thanks to Chris Lindolf coming in, REMAX Results. Yeah, he is the guy on all those billboards. That is hilarious that people get upset that he's on the billboards. Unreal. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, no. but when you found out today that you're a short, fat guy, we didn't know that Yeah, before. that's right. We didn't know that before today. There's another reason to avoid heavy drinking. What the hell is that all about? Now? I
4: didn't know there was one reason. To.
2: I didn't either. A uh, new study suggests that heavy drinking raises a person's risk for dementia. Well, the sweet release of dementia. I mean, come on. You don't have to worry about anything if you've got dementia. Now, I guess dementia is horrible. Dementia is when you start seeing things and hearing things, right? Well, yeah. And, and the, the scariest
4: thing is people don't can't recognize their surroundings, so they right. go through a period of years where they're really combative because they're scared. Because I mean, they're always what happens. scared, yeah. yeah.
2: You've dealt with uh, that whole.
4: Yep, worked in a psych unit for four years and had a lot of dementia patients that were so combative they couldn't live in regular right. nursing care facilities. Right. And it's, it's sad. I want to it's... talk. As
2: soon as I'm done with the story, I want to talk to you more about that and the you know the, the fact that you were around for how many? Four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new study suggests that heavy drinking raises a person's risk for dementia, especially the early onset variety. The research published in Lancet Public Health looked at 1.1 million French hospital patients diagnosed with dementia from 2008 to 2013. Of those patients, 16.5% of the men and 4% of the women had alcohol use disorders, which CNN reports is about twice the rate of those without dementia. The stats for early onset dementia were worse Of the 57,000 cases, 38% were alcohol-related by definition. Another 18% featured an additional diagnosis of alcohol use disorder, per the Guardian. The bottom line, alcohol use disorders were a major risk factor for onset of all types of dementia, and especially early-onset dementia, per the study. Thus, screening for heavy drinking should be part of a regular medical care. The uh, WHO, excuse me. Uh, defines, that's worth World Health Organization. The WHO defines chronic heavy drinking as roughly four to five drinks a day for a man and about three to I say four to five bottles a day. Or, I was going to say in Northeast Minneapolis, that's a <laughs> lightweight. <laughs> yeah, you lightweight. Or breakfast. Uh, four to five drinks a day for a man and about three for a woman per science daily. While the study focused on heavy drinking, the results raise questions for those who indulge in more moderate fashion as well notes the Guardian. What is most surprising about this paper is it has taken us so long to recognize that alcohol misuse and dependence are such potent risk factors for the development of dementia, says Robert Howard of University College London. Study author Michael Schwarzinger uh, said that while the rate of alcohol use disorders is lower in the U.S. than France, it remains substantial enough to be considered a major risk factor for dementia onset. Hmm. So now when you worked... so. it was, what kind of a hospital was it described? I
4: worked at uh, United Hospital, and they had a locked psychiatric unit. And the reason I got out, you mentioned it earlier, and without turning this into a political thing, there was a movement in the 80s to right. defund mental health. That's uh, state uh, hospitals and uh, insurance uh, companies paid much less in terms of mental health benefits. The staffing got cut, the job got brutal, and they kicked a lot of people out. And that really was the beginning of the it current was. homeless problem that we had There's in the United no States. There's no doubt today.
2: about it. And that was Ronald Reagan who did that.
4: Yeah, he, well, it wasn't just him. He had help, no, but no, he, he was.
2: Help. it was under his uh, watch. They. It was.
4: You know, and that's the saddest thing about mental health is that it's still viewed as a character disorder by a lot of people.
2: Mental illness is a character disorder. Well, you
4: know, it's you're de- he's just depressed. Snap out of it. It's like, okay, if you're yeah. really suffering from depression, you don't. It isn't. You didn't choose to be yeah. depressed. It's like, like you don't snap out of it, either. It was the same way that people thought about gay people for a long time. It's like, wow, well, we can just retrain them, and they don't really yeah, want to be gay. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah it's really not true.
2: it. I still go through periods of very, very severe depression. Yeah. I, you know, if you've had any, again. If you have tragedy in your life or trauma in your life, you are going to get depressed once in a while. I don't take any medication for it, so it's not like it's always around, you know? Yep. Oh, no, look at this stiff. Good. Now you get to sit here. Now I get to sit right by. Hey, Michael. Michael Bryant just walked into the room. We were just talking about you, you today. Like, yeah. We were, actually. We are bad. Well, was it wasn't part you. of the Walter commercial, it's still... <laughs> hey, I knew hey, it! Hey, 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 we're not, we're not done with it yet. Touchdown. Yeah, the Walzer commercial's not, over, not done yet from noon.
4: <laughs> no, we're talking about mental health, actually, so, yeah, so oh, good.
2: welcome, aboard. welcome good, aboard. Good time for you to come in and talk about people who are nuts. That That's was a good. good talk
0: yesterday about the guns and mental health and the problems with people yeah. mental health issues and how we're not doing enough with the state...
2: Yeah, well, Doug was just talking about the fact he was in that industry. And we shouldn't really call it an industry. Yeah, in it was day. my job. I was it was your job
4: considering going on to uh, grad school, which is uh, oddly enough why I get into the car business. I was going to save up money to go to grad school. I'm like, I don't want to work in as a mental health counselor in a psych unit right. anymore because the world's changing and I never get out. So who right. did you
0: play with? Uh, was in the basement playing guitar. Wasn't that when you were doing that at the well, hospital? Well, Why? Oh, who did I meet? It yeah. was Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Yeah. It was Clapton. I, I couldn't remember who it was. He was a he great was guitarist. On,
4: he was on tour in like 80 or 81, and this was in Eric's career arc where he decided to cure heroin addiction by drinking heavily, nice. and he wound up in the United <sighs> Hospital with a I severe love that ulcer, thinking, by the way. and he almost died. He was at, <laughs> oh, he did? He was yeah. at United for a couple of months,
2: uh, he and almost I was a huge
4: died. fan, and I wanted to meet him. I knew what his alias was. I knew he was checked in, but I just didn't have the courage. And I was playing on the hospital softball team, and a buddy of mine was a janitor, and we were talking about Eric Clapton one day, and he goes, well, do you want to meet him? And I said, you know, I really do. (laughs) He goes, well, he's getting better now, so every afternoon on our break at 2 o'clock, he's down in the basement playing cribbage with all the janitors in the break room. Really? Like,
3: holy
2: crap.
4: (laughs) So we go down there, and it's like,
0: that's Eric Clapton playing cribbage
4: with Donnie. So I finally screwed up enough courage and talked to him, and we had a nice chat for about 15 minutes or so, and... And I had a band, and we were playing in St. Paul, and I invited him to a rehearsal. And I don't know, I'm sure I saw it through rose-colored glasses, but he paused for about five seconds before he said no. And I really thought there was a chance <laughs> he was going to say yes, and how cool would that be? Hey, guys, I brought a friend of mine to sit in and just kind of have a little fun. I don't know if you ever heard of him. as Eric Clapton. <laughs> wow. But he never showed up The stiff. Yeah. He is a stiff. <laughs> Do you wonder...
3: Do you wonder if he didn't do it uh, maybe because he couldn't anymore?
4: well, no i mean this this was this was the early eighties so he oh, this went was on pre, to be, oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: heroin and alcohol? no this
4: he, heroin was in the seventies for him, and then he started drinking heavy in the late seventies and he went to Hazelden I think while he was at United he still comes back here. he's a big uh sports fisherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he still comes back here every other year or so, from what I understand, and and goes fishing in
2: Minnesota. I didn't know that. Nope. I had no idea. Is cribbage and fishing. I don't think so. Is he
3: 90? No. Yeah, cribbage no, and fishing, I, I 90 years old. You know he's 70 is, don't you, Andy? Well, yeah, but, I mean, those are like the things <laughs> that people do after they retire. They play cribbage and fish. Well, well. Uh, some people just love to Isn't fish. Isn't that true? That's yeah. all there is to it. There are a lot of people who fish in Minnesota. That's think, for sure. Yeah, I think our St. Cloud, Brainerd affiliates will disagree with that.
2: But you know. yo I'm sure that's true. St. <laughs> Cloud, Brainerd, and Duluth, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Clapton is 72 years old. He'll yeah. be wow, matter of fact, 72. he'll be 73 years old next month. That's it. Wow, wow. 72. Wow, he'll be 73 next month, and he almost didn't See, make I it thought, out of his 30s. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I thought he must have been older than that. I feel like he's been around forever.
2: He's had a long career. I mean,
4: he started with the Yardbirds, yardbirds and, yeah, 63 yeah. or 64, so it's been a long run.
2: God, all of those people that came out of the Led Zeppelin came out of the Yardbirds. Yep. Jimmy uh, Page, Jeff Beck, Jimmy, uh, Eric Clapton. Uh, Jeff Beck is another, yeah. I well, it's mean, funny amazing. you bring those two
4: up because uh, Robert Plant's in town tomorrow night and Steve Winwin's in town uh, Friday night.
2: Friday night at the state? Yep. Yeah. Where's uh, Robert Plant?
4: Uh, where? Yeah, where Caboose? He's playing, he's playing at the Ice House on... Uh, yeah, on 26th yeah. at Nicollet. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a small good. place.
2: It is that. a small place. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. that. I didn't get invited, so I don't know. you know, really <laughs> you getting uh, invited. I didn't <laughs> get invited. Hey, Tom, you want to come and see Robert Plant? No, don't worry about me. Sit uh, in the I'll front be, row and Oh, he's at the Orpheum.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Oh, he's at the Orpheum? Yep. That would be a great place to see Robert Plant. Yeah.
0: Why were you wandering around the state theater?
2: Wandering around? Oh, because it's the... My attorney, Chris Maddle, oh. loves Capitol Grill. Oh, okay. And when you go through the Skyway, yep. you have to go through the lobby of the State Theater oh. to get in there. So, I, I love that lobby of the State Theater. It's, nice it's cool. It reminds me of being a little boy. Because, like I said, I, I'm not kidding. There was a State Theater, the Lyric Theater, the Orpheum, the uh, God. What was over there on the, the the Gopher was down the block. There was uh, the World Theater. There was one right next to the World Theater, but I don't remember the name of it. But I would walk down there from, you know, Bryant and Plymouth when I was a kid and go see movies. Just magnificent. And I'm really, really glad because Minneapolis tore down a lot of great buildings where St. Paul didn't. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And I really wish Minneapolis hadn't done that. Well, the big one was what, the Metropolitan Building? Yes, the Metropolitan Building was the big
0: one. Just a gorgeous piece of architecture. What was the name of the St. Louis Park Movie Theater that was on? 12 then at the time
2: on highway 12 it was the cooper the cooper Cooper, that's right yeah and you know what the name of that piece of land is still called to this day where the cooper said it in a
0: podcast in the past
2: uh i don't remember candlestick park that's right Mm. it's called that because that's where the new york giants were going to move Mm -hmm. the new york giants and then they ended up going to san francisco they got (laughs) a better deal in san francisco and Pretty amazing, but yeah, the Cooper Theater, well, that was, man, that was a very big, the Terrace Theater and the Cooper Theater were very big deals back when I was a kid and a teenager. Yep.
4: That was kind of a forerunner of IMAX, wasn't it? The big yes. Cooper oh, Theater. Yeah. Yep. It was,
2: and this, yep.
0: the, they had the screen closing and yep. opening.
2: You know? Yeah, they did. So. They had the whole, and there was a smoking loge. The too. smoking loge. <laughs> you could smoke right in the theater. Ain't bad. I remember that. Yeah, the smoking loge <laughs> at the Cooper and the Terrace Theaters. Oh, thank God.
0: Sitting with smokers. Yeah. Mm.
4: It's you like ma- in the old days on airplanes. Oh, like yeah. Smoking oh, sections 26 airplanes. and back. It's so you're not going to smell there. it if you're in 24 <laughs> or 5.
2: Now, i got to run this by you, and I brought this up on the morning show, because of recirculated air. No smoking sections in airplane were ridiculous because it's recirculated air. Of course, air, you're so hot you're boxy get it. Anyway. You know, only
4: pansies didn't smoke like, back then. Yeah, is what the dad. deal was.
0: D- dad only smoked in his seat in the in the pickup truck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: So it didn't get over you on your side. But this woman, where was that yesterday, Molina? Where well, that woman was holding her panties up to the uh, oh, he's talking about the that. airflow. What? Oh. there was a woman, and we, nobody knows why. But she took her cotton panties off and held them up to the airflow thing for 20 minutes. In an airplane. In an airplane. Yeah.
0: I think that was a morning
4: show because we were talking about the emergency landing that plane had to make because the guy would not stop farting.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a guy who wouldn't stop farting. So they sent her down in Vienna, Austria. Because he would not stop farting, and he started a fist fight. Because and they took of it. the wrong
4: people off the plane. They took the wrong,
2: these two women oh, got kicked no. off. no! These two women got kicked off the plane. Had nothing to do with it. Wow. But the guy wouldn't stop farting. He <laughs> starts a big fist fight. Bart
4: Simpson the airline.
2: It is Bart Simpson. I hate that when people fart on airplanes, though, because yeah. it does happen, man. Yeah. Oh. Partying on airplanes is not should not be allowed. Yeah, it
0: goes away pretty quick though.
2: Yeah, but still, <laughs> oh god! And if you get somebody next to you that hasn't hosed down in a while, oh well, yeah. yeah. And what's the
4: deal with people taking their shoes off? That one, yeah, that's Good. the
2: other one. Shoes and socks, some of yeah. them. Oh. Let me put, and I'll put my feet up between the. No, you won't <laughs> get your feet off. There. That's
0: when you get your cigarette out and burn.
2: Yeah, burn right <laughs> in the sole of their foot. There
0: was a comedian that was on the podcast that said that he always made up what he did. Who Was that? I'm just trying to think. He, he always said that he was a pipe fitter, he was like the president of the pipe oh, fitter. No, it wasn't and so a comedian, it up was... and nobody would care, they wouldn't care. And so he sat down. What, who was this? Kurt Vonnegut. It was so it was he sits down oh, one day and says, Well, I'm a pipe fitter, and the guy next to him was like, Oh, I'm the vice president of the pipe fitters." Oh, no,
2: <laughs> she had to talk pipe fitting for like yeah. six hours.
4: <laughs> so, what do you think about the new diminishing radius zinc? Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Kurt Vonnegut, I'm a pipe fitter. Nobody cares. All of a sudden, he just happens to be sitting next to the president of the Pipe Fitters Union. Gee, thanks God. So
4: maybe the strategy would be ask the seat made first.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it happens. It believe me. Some so of the, oh.
0: did you run into the story yet of the 78 nine year old uh, mountain climber? Oh. There's a story of the guy died. I think he's 79, or he was somewhere right around that age. And this story reads about how this guy partied and was like crazy. It's like he made it to 79. I mean,
2: it's oh, like did. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're it's talking like he's about. Thirty. I don't know. That, know? That, oh, he died so young. I mean, 79. Yeah, most people do live into their 80s. Getting now. younger every year, though. Oh, I got to tell you, partying. Yeah, you're like
0: the wild man at 79. You're yeah. doing pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that's true. You know.
2: Yeah, the average age of a Minnesotan now, uh, a time of death is eighty point nine years. That's women, though. Uh, I think it's all citizens now. Well, isn't it? but I bet you it's mostly
0: women because they're living Probably. to like ninety, ninety-five, where the guys are get checking out earlier. Catherine's
2: that. gonna live like thirty years longer well, than me. It's unbelievable. Of course, and she's kind of rubbing her hands together. Just waiting. (laughs) Just waiting. He'll be gone and I'll be happy for once.
4: Have another peanut butter sandwich, honey.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Tom, you should start drinking again. (laughs) We will be right back. Michael Bryant has joined us in studio. Yay. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. All right. Well, it's uh, 1:38. The show's been on for an hour and 38 minutes. So let me just say what I usually say: Walzer.com. <laughs> <laughs> the hour and 38-minute commercial. Uh, let me know when Brandon's ready to go. That'll be good. Now nah, we're just talking to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Doug Sprinthal in studio, Michael Bryants in studio, thank you again Chris Lindahl coming in. He was exposed to this interesting work environment for the first time. But yeah, we're, I was talking about last night, you and, we had a nice dinner last night, He's you and good. I went out to dinner, had a good time. How
0: was that, how was that cream soda?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought that up on the air today. I heard it's, that this morning. <laughs> but I, we went to Mort's. Mm-hmm. had wonderful food. the was really good.
0: The was
2: awesome. Yeah, it was. The was great. So I ordered a cream soda, and she brought me a Diet Coke. So I just drank the Diet Coke. I'm not going to go, this is not cream soda. Settle <laughs> like, right. down, everybody. I don't, why do people get so whipped up about it? Again, if there's hair in my food, I'm not eating it. Yep. Uh, if it's undercooked chicken, I'm not eating it. There are things I will send back, but I, I have no interest in yeah. that. You know, it's a Diet Coke. I drink Diet Coke all the time. What's the difference?
0: We were at a restaurant with uh, downtown Minneapolis. I don't remember the name anymore. But um, waitress comes up, and she comes up, and she's like, oh, I can't talk very mouth because I got a tongue ring, and I infected my tongue. Like, <laughs> I don't think
2: you're touching my food this is not (laughs) nice what do you want to eat yeah great yeah no I'm so hungry right now because of you (laughs) I just like to point just to how hungry I am it's (laughs) unbelievable yeah that's that's a tough road to hoe
4: well I got you two guys here yes Uh put the arm on you well, oh, here we go. June's, Biking. June 2nd could be the second annual Tour de Cure ride if you're interested.
0: Ah, I've been getting hit up for that all the time. Yeah, already. me too. Well, a you're champion, a champion. I'm a champion. Oh, i just I get I invited to something next week oh, or something. Well, <laughs> I'm a champion. So just sometimes. put
4: it in the back of your brain, and I'll just keep putting a little pressure on I've you. I'm going to do contributors. it
0: again. I've used all my contributors for the Polar Plunge, so I'm. You know, I've, I've run so, out you'd of have to, to pay your own money. I'd have to pay my own I money. Know. Yeah, I,
2: I, I, I might know a few people that might kick in. I think <laughs> yeah. you're okay. I think you, you'll be covered on that deal. It's not be a problem.
0: Wait, will I get a challenge again from the lawyer from Walter? Well, yeah, you probably
2: she will. She like, raised like $2. She did a little
4: better than that, but but here's the other lawyer that was on there. Remember? um, Oh yeah,
0: the the listener that was the lawyer. Yeah, Yeah. so he was.
4: Yeah, and he was like, "Dude, this guy rides bike three times a week, and he's worked downtown, and he's going eight miles an hour. What the heck's going on?" Hmm. Well, a couple weeks after that, he got diagnosed with severe kidney disorder and had a transplant this winter. We've been staying in touch over the winter.
2: Unbelievable. So so that would probably explain it. I will. A very nice guy. Yeah, Yeah,
0: because you rode with him a lot.
2: Yeah, I did, and yeah. then he ended up giving me a ride ride home. Oh, that's oh yeah. right, okay. he did. Yeah, yeah his he son came home. and picked them up. So I yeah. said, you know what? I already rode about right. five hundred miles today. Mm-hmm.
4: So I yeah, I only asked you nine times. I said, hey Tom, I know you got a leg cramp. Do you need a ride home? I get the drangle.
0: Now nah, I'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I was just like, it's forget all it, right, Tom. hot
4: shot,
0: forget it. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about the thing. Hope you get <laughs>
4: run over by the L.
0: <laughs> we spent I'm... too much time with you already. <laughs> <laughs> the L. Whatever L it is, Minnesota. What do
4: they call the train here? Probably called the train. Light rail. The light rail.
0: I loved when the when we were going over the railroad tracks and you asked if I needed help getting over the
2: tracks. I <laughs> said falling down a couple of days before. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You need some help? What's the problem here? Is everything So good? think
4: about it, and we'll put the arm on some KQ staff, too. Yeah. I think, okay. you know, Brittany's in good That'd enough shape fun. she yeah, could Brittany, ride for Brittany could 30 ride miles. I, I think they're starting
0: Sergeant. it out of Boom Island this year rather Are than. They really? uh-huh, so. I still got to get my Sergeant Peppers thing signed. I want it signed by the Beatles. Yeah, there you so. go. <laughs> I can get that done for okay. you. Okay.
2: I can get that done for you. The Beatles. So I the won't Beatles. close
4: you yet, but just start thinking okay. about it. It'll be. I got to start getting in shape. I haven't done anything in the last couple of months.
2: I'm going to see the boys at Nutramus today, so like I said, it's an automatic for me.
4: Yeah, I quit drinking for Lenton. You're right; it you is. Quit
0: drinking for boring Lent is
4: boring. Eight oh. days. Well, it's a lot. I know. What do you mean eight? Oh, eight <laughs> well, days. So, eight, so far, eight days ago. Four, Four days, days plus they're,
0: they're, Sundays. Yeah.
2: I know. It's like, what is that all about? <laughs> <sighs>
0: So, you, you gave up, like,
2: heroin or you gave up I gave up crack? heroin. I, gave up, yeah. Yeah. Crack I gave up smoking crack for lunch. <laughs> I gave up smoking crack for My youngest <laughs> gave up oysters struggle. for
4: breakfast. His mom explained to him that that really wasn't very appropriate.
2: <laughs> I gave up oysters for breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, what a struggle. That's yeah. going to be a terrible <laughs> struggle for you. There's no doubt about it. No question. No, it's, uh, that ride was a lot of fun. Met a lot of nice people on that yeah. ride. It was very well attended. It was oh, great.
0: Man. And that's where Pass was doing the front gate thing? Yeah. Yes. Pass was yeah. doing
2: the front gate, which huh? I took a couple of shots because <laughs> of that. But, you know. Well, I just,
0: you know, I was talking
4: to him a week or two about something else, and I asked him, I said, hey, if you want to ride with us? I'm going to try to put a team together. And he goes, I'm in just, he's in tough shape. Yeah. His hips all messed oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, he just not had
2: neck surgery. Yeah, Something like that. But yeah, we'll we'll absolutely do that June second. Yeah, because yeah,
4: I saw him at the queue the other day, and he had the dog cone
2: on his head. Yeah, he's got the dog cone. Yeah. <laughs> dog cone, so, <laughs> so, so he can't lick himself. He can't, he can't chew on his paws. <laughs> <laughs> can't. Yeah, Jeff, you can't lick yourself for a couple of months. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he'd really appreciate those comments. He actually would. <laughs> oh God, he's got a great sense of
0: humor. But when Bradley Cooper was on Nip Tuck, he was the guy who tried to. He broke his neck trying to lick himself. <laughs> 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 that was the early days of Bradley Cooper.
2: Well, there was a rumor that there was a field goal kicker, a very good field goal kicker back in the days in the NFL that could actually uh, play his own <coughs> Self-service? What? Was it Jan? I don't think it was Jan. <laughs> oh, no, okay. It was... Uh...
0: <laughs> Let's
4: start but some that, great you know what?
2: What's interesting, you had the right, uh, the right country. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you had the right country. His first name might have been Morton, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Martin,
4: Martin, Martin. So he was either very flexible or they called him the human tripod. It, it can't be true, though, because he'd never leave the house.
2: Probably <laughs> true. He can, he can order in food. Hey, they got that, uh, What are those called? Grubhub? Just get all of them. I'm, out, I'm not going out to eat. I'm not doing anything. That's you see
4: what happens happen. when the attorneys show up. The conversation just. we were having right a nice talk toilet. about the history of mental illness and political you know, stuff, and now you, we're talking about guys that can blow
2: themselves. <laughs> there. More work for Molina. Sorry. Oh, as if the listener,
0: the acute listener
4: couldn't figure out what we were talking about. We were being
2: subtle. And we were being very subtle about that Apparently although. he was a, such a trumpet player and a field goal kicker.
4: Okay.
2: That's terrible. Uh, uh, it's an interesting conversation, but it's terrible. It? Um, Eleven things you might not have known about Billy Graham. Are these good oh. things or bad things? Does it say Uh, his original dream was to play baseball professionally, but he ultimately realized he didn't have the talent? Well, that's good. Oh, you knew that? I did know that, yep. Uh, Speaking of presidents, Graham was influential in helping George W. Bush to stop drinking, Bush once said. His father started turning around, oh, excuse me, his life started turning around after uh, talking with Graham about religion at the Bush family's main compound. He had been drunk the day before when he first met Graham, after integrating his re- revival meetings during the civil rights era, Graham became a target of the KKK. I didn't know that. Wow!
4: Can you? I feel sorry for Billy Can you imagine a drunk George Bush coming <laughs> oh, up to God you? Hey, Billy! Billy!
2: Billy! Billy! <laughs> Billy! 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 How's it going, Billy? 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 You do this on purpose. Every news story comes up. There's a Walzer commercial mm-hmm. right there. That's mm-hmm. right.
4: Well, it's actually just a, a, a post-it note we put
2: over your monitor. <laughs> <laughs> you just got it over the monitor. Graham, who was friendly with Queen Elizabeth II, was knighted. I didn't know he was knighted. I didn't, you didn't know that. Sir Billy Graham? I, did you know any of this stuff, Melina? Andy, did you know any of this stuff about, uh, about Billy Graham?
3: I don't really know anything about Billy Graham. Do you know who Billy Graham is? After Googling him, I do. Oh, I don't Graham, I'm Graham. now.
2: He <laughs> invented the grand <Graham> Tracker. Uh, <laughs> no. The minister was caught on tape making anti Semitic remarks along with President Nixon in 1973. He apologized after record- the recording was made public in 2002. All they said was, Lastman sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal. they probably
0: didn't even know he was Jewish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which he
2: was trying to deal with
0: number three or number two in that one. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly. That one I
3: actually do know. Um, all he said basically, this was 1972, it said. Yes. Uh, he said that. Jews control the media, Yeah. which well. that's not really anti-Semitic.
0: Mm,
3: yeah. Well, actually, it is. I think they
0: meant it. They, they it, meant it. It's not semitic. at the
3: degree of the Earl Butts line, right.
2: but it's still not Earl Butts. I think I haven't heard that name in a few years.
0: Richard Nixon definitely wanted to mean it that way. <laughs> Earl Butts, the
4: yeah. loose
2: shoes. That's right. Very
0: good, Michael.
4: <laughs> Wait a minute. What now? So, those of you that weren't alive, Earl Butts was the Secretary of. Agriculture. Yeah, I think like, it was agriculture. Right. Yep. Yep. And he lost his job because he was heard hurt, hurt on a plane saying that the. And I can't really figure out how to tell this whole story. But the only thing that African Americans like are
0: males. African American males like.
4: Oh Tight, yeah, I've heard this story. Female genitalia, loose shoes, shoes, and a warm place to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah, that's right. I that's thought exactly that this was. was okay to say. Mm-hmm. In public on an airplane.
2: Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, I do well, he's smoking it. a cigarette, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. On the airplane. in yes. 26F. On the airplane. Uh, Graham, who met every president, every U.S. president since 1950, was registered as a Democrat despite his conservative views. He once explained, though, that he simply voted for whoever the best candidate is. Well, then he wasn't voting for
0: Democrats if he was. I don't mean the best. I just mean this guy wasn't voting yeah. for Democrats. No, I
2: wouldn't Maybe think Maybe Jimmy so. Carter. He might have yeah, been maybe Carter, Carter, but he didn't vote for a number of the other ones. The evangelist was away on a preaching trip when his first child was born in 1945. He wrote in his autobiography that he missed a lot at, ho- uh, at home due to his ministry. Graham's iconic radio show began after he successfully raised $25,000 in one night to get it started. I should have done that. What? Raised $25,000 25. in one night? <laughs> exactly. Don't give me faces. Michael Wright's <laughs> making faces at me. That's nice. He once preached every night for sixteen consecutive weeks. So what? Yeah. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. This is basically preaching. Yeah, yeah. It so, is actually. I yeah. mean, it's,
0: it's a big deal. He'd give some really good speeches. Some of his speeches were really good. He's very, he's very talented speaker. Graham. So, I, I, even... wasn't, I wasn't ripping
2: <laughs> you. I was just saying that when he'd give some, some of his speeches were really well done. Yeah, he was a know? pretty smart guy. Yeah. Graham never met, traveled, or ate alone with any females other than his wife. Oh, bullshit. But I don't believe that at all. <laughs> I he don't believe
0: Anybody right right that points that, that out, is, there's something yeah, else going true. on. That you know, true. Unless
4: he's on his fourth wife.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's a different story. Is it Dakota it? Fred? I've been married 45 years. It just took three women to do it. Well, you know. I
2: thought that was my line. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, I guess you... Yeah, it wasn't three, was it?
0: I'm on my final.
2: You're on the final. But it's not, I thought it was only two. Mm-mm. Oh, it's three. Oh, my God. I know. You're a disaster.
4: <laughs> hey, Did you hear kept Michael Bryant just whisper that he's
2: a disaster? Kept, kept a
4: lot of jewelers
2: <laughs> in business. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. There's no question about it. I don't know. What are you going to do? It's, uh, it's Sometimes it just doesn't work out. How about... Yeah, you know, that show I was talking about, again, that uh, you and I were talking about it last night, that uh, Tales from the Tour bus. <laughs> yes, yeah. You really liked that show. I, did, I finished it today. Did you? But before I came over with the podcast, I finished the series today. I hope they do it again in 2008. Who was the last one? A guy named Billy Joe Shaver, oh, okay. who I never even heard of. Oh, I no, no, I'm sorry, that's not true. The last one was Blaze. Blaze. I can't remember. I, I had never Blaze. heard of this guy. but And he never made it big. He just was... He was a really interesting story. Every one of them, all eight episodes, they shot somebody. Yep. <laughs> Every right one of them. in the, the them. face. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I shot him between the mother and the effort. Yep. Yep. It's like,
0: what do you? What is wrong with you? And Waylon just. I think I'll take about fifty
2: more pills. Thirty a day. I'm Thirty a day. Wow. Thirty pills a day. Did you watch some of
0: it? No, I just heard you talk about it this morning.
2: Thirty pills a day. But I
0: knew Waylon. Waylon
2: used to just take pills like crazy. A lot of cocaine too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of cocaine. He, matter of fact, he got mad at the studio manager once because the FBI busted into the studio looking for the cocaine, and the, the the building manager knew where it was. So we went and flushed it down the toilet, and Whalen got mad at I them. Got mad. <laughs> it's like you were going to go to prison for about 20 years. Yeah, but those guys didn't go to prison for yeah, a didn't. That's true. They'd,
0: like, shoot people and do drugs and get caught with guns and then go to prison. for. And actually, it helped them to totally go to prison. True. It was like it dried them out.
2: <laughs> so uh, Billy Joe Shaver, the guy I was referencing, was married at least three times they know of to the same woman. He <laughs> wow. Married the, he married the same woman three times. Wow. And it the last time that he divorced her. Well, we were kind of hanging out one day and having a good time, and Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top was there, and I don't know. They, everybody got mad at me. They got all pissed off at me about something, and everybody took off. So, And it was on my wedding night, the third time I married this woman, and everybody's mad at me. She was mad at me, and everybody's mad at me. And I do believe that Billy Gibbons might have consummated my marriage that night. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Wow. If you get a chance, Doc Ketchmark told no, me about I got to watch that. That does oh, sound good. Because of your love for musicians, you will love this show. Oh. Yeah, no,
4: it sounds like it's right up my
2: alley. Boy, I tell you, the George Jones Tammy Wynette story is unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. We, we're mad at each other because what? She's an
0: alcoholic and he's a drug addict, or was it the he? He was an alcoholic and yeah. she was a drug addict. Yeah, the yeah. power,
4: the power of positive
0: drinking. <laughs> Exactly. Have well, you see the Hank Williams movie? Uh-uh. It's a great movie. That, yeah, it is. I, uh, it is. Uh, that's a great movie. But Indeed. he goes through women like crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like with one, and he's going to marry another one. And he was only 24 years old, and he got he every one
2: Was of he them 24?
4: Pregnant. I was going to ask that. I thought he was in the 27 Club. He's, uh, I don't think he's. Not, you're
2: right. I think he is in that Oh, club. well, we can yep. look it up. We'll find out in the next hour. Tom Bernard Show.